Hello and welcome to today's edition of Chapter by Chapter for Dune. I am your host, Will Cowan. With me uh, is actually not Steve. Uh, today, I have a sentient chimichanga co-hosting with me. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> Talking about Dune. <laughs> that's me. That's funny. That's a, a funny That's a funny joke to just say I'm a chimichanga. Yeah, I was, I was actually, I was rehearsing that one for a little while. It was really good. Everybody give Will, uh, everyone uh, give Will a little applause for that. Whether he deserves it. Or I'm, not. Gonna, I'm gonna take that sound bite and I'm just gonna replicate it so it sounds like I have a whole studio well, audience. One of us is a normal, compassionate human. I'm going to say good morning, everyone. If you're listening to this in the morning, if you're listening to this not in the morning, good day. Uh yeah, I never actually you know, whenever we start do, doing these shows, um, I never actually start thinking about the audience. I, I am just thinking about you and just trying to talk to you. And I keep forgetting that there's a whole mess of people out there that are listening I'm to I'm always thinking about the audience because I'm here for the people by the people. Yeah. You are the I was voted by popular on, vote. People voted me onto this show by popular choice. <laughs> popular demand? <laughs> a lot of people don't know that. Popular demand <laughs> is what got me here. I won a contest that I, in a bag of Doritos. So anyways, today is chapter 12 of Dune. Yes, chapter 12. Uh, and I'll start us off here with the chapter Wait, introduction here. I've named, I have a name for this chapter. Oh yeah? Yeah, it's called chapter 12 of Dune. <laughs> Carry on. Okay. <clears throat> Over the exit of the Arakeen landing field, crudely carved as though with a poor instrument, there was an inscription that Muad'Dib was to repeat many times. He saw it that first night on Arrakis, having been brought to the Dougal Command Post to participate in his father's first full staff conference. The words of the inscription were plea to those leaving Arrakis, but they fell with dark impact on the eyes of a boy who had just escaped a close brush with death. They said, O oh, you who know what we suffer here, do not forget us in your prayers. From Manuel Muad'Dib by the Princess Aralon. So, coming back to get coming back from our last chapter, which is uh, what was the last chapter? The last chapter was Duke Leto talking. Right, du- Duke Leto and Thufir Howat talking. Sorry, yeah. folks. We should we record these out of sequence, so I I forget sometimes. Sh- shut up. Hey, I love telling people the behind the scenes stuff. That's what gets me inspired, and I hope it inspires somebody else. Yeah, behind the scenes today, I made some pasta. <laughs> there you go. See, inspiring. A bun. I buttered the bun. What? Mm-hmm. Why did you put this on Instagram? This should have been on Instagram. Uh, I'm not allowed to we post should on have Instagram s- about food anymore. <laughs> we should definitely have a section of this show called Steve's Treats. And you I just realize. Up- Speaking of which, everyone, we were mm. sent in a recipe. Ooh. We were sent in a recipe. We've asked for them. You've delivered. We were sent Some a recipe for, treats. I believe, barbecue. What is it? Was it crispy barbecue hot wings or something? Yeah, mm. I'm just going to pull it up right now. Did you make them? Because I didn't, I didn't make no, them. No, not yet. I just feel like I need to make them like on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I feel-, <laughs> I feel like I need to make. Actually, I feel, I feel like I need to make them for and like as we record an episode 
for this audio medium. Oh, that's not a bad idea. I like that. It's a terrible idea. It's an audio medium. I was trying to point that out. No, 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 no. That's a good idea. I could just say I'm eating them. Actually, I make. Actually, I already made them. To just now. (laughs) Mm. Ooh wee, crazy. Um, no, it's incredible. I can't believe that someone that we actually have started receiving recipes. Uh, you know, some people think I kid, but I don't ever. I'm the most serious motherfucker you'll ever meet. I All right, to be. I I finally I finally found the uh, the the recipe: crispy oven baked wings. I'm just reading yeah. What are you here. gonna read out all the ingredients now? <laughs> Why not? Why not? I can give you a lot of reasons why not. Number well, one, it was sent the to first us one, by our friend, the secret seat. Uh, <laughs> it was sent to us by our friend DT, uh, who is uh, active part in the Wheel of Time community. Who is amazing. Has been super, who has been super kind to us and has included us into a lot of stuff. And we have been uh, not very active on Discord. We joined Discord, but we haven't been like the most active on it i'd say it's hard, no, we're it's hard going to keep to up with all the notes whatever, whatever that out. means i guess <laughs> all right so chapter 12 so following after the last chapter with duke, uh, duke leto and through fear how uh paul has finally arrived at his father's place as we heard in that chapter introduction the reason why he's coming to see his father is to take part in a staff meeting of sorts and that's what this chapter is. It is a staff meeting. It is it is a staff lay of conversation. Changing um, the name of this uh, to June to actually uh, chapter twelve of Dune staff meeting. Staff meeting. <laughs> I wonder if there's an opportunity to do a um, a uh, workplace comedy in the Dune universe. Oh just yeah, like, there is. You know, just, just soldiers just hanging out and like, oh, that guy got ate by a sandworm. This guy. You call it like uh, Sand by Sand. Sand it's by a guy sand. named John Sand and a guy named Sand Acapacatriatratus. There you go. And, uh, you know, they're up to stuff. They're out there in the sand. Yeah. <laughs> Your elevator pitch is fucking awesome. Thank you. Uh, and, yeah, that's 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 what we get in this chapter. It's a, it's a huge staff meeting uh, regarding strategies, uh, a little bit of... The, the initial conversation that we have is between Paul and the Duke and the and that Paul is protecting Thufir Howitt uh, from his father and defending him and saying that he didn't make a mistake in uh, checking the house and doing his, uh, his mentat duties. Uh, it was just one of those things that like something's going to get through and the, the Thufir Howitt was fully ready to like, Throwing him, throwing his resignation. But if you don't mess around, is what I'm starting to learn. Yeah, yeah, like it is. You have to be really, really on your toes in this. Do you think so? When I was reading this chapter, especially when it gets into the next part here regarding the strategies and what the Harkonnens left for um, the Atreides family, but on on Dune, does this remind you at all of? The prequel trilogy, Star Wars, because I'm getting that feeling. Uh, no. Really, I. I mean, explain it to me. I mean, I guess it was boring. <laughs> well, yeah. the The reason why it kind of reminds me of this, and I and I guess it makes a lot of sense when, 
um, you look at the prequel trilogy and you look at Star Wars and the influences that it takes from Dune, some of it has to do with the fact that, like, I think George Lucas was just really interested in how taxes worked. <clears throat> and Dune is very much about how taxes George work. George Lucas loves taxes. Tithes. Frank Herbert, uh, I'm starting to learn, loves taxes. Big fan of taxes. Love taxation. Uh, uh, f- personal financing. You yeah, know, no, I mean, like, uh, it is really business cool how development. In depth, he gets to this kind of stuff. It's easy to zone out um, when you're talking, you know. And this, well, this goes back to everything that I've said before about this beginning section of of Dune and how hard it is to really penetrate the content that that you're reading. There's so many memes that you can find online of people just going. Uh, one of the best ones that I found was uh, uh, from the Hard Times. And the hard, the the headline was like fourth time trying to read Dune, going okay, I guess. <laughs> yep. That's why I read each chapter a couple times because, you know, eventually I get to okay, I guess. Or yeah. better. But let me or tell you, this better. chapter had a lot of chome talk, which... Lots of chome talk. You know? So... Nothing gets me going more than some good old chome. I I hesitate to really talk about a lot of the chome stuff. And the more that I've listened to these past, uh, these past recordings and the more I uh, edit them... The more I'm kind of realize you're like, just a crazy f- man rambling about Chome and nobody understands what you're saying. Yeah. 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 That's true. <laughs> That's true. But you know what? I don't get the cuts. They don't get cut from my brain. They no, get cut you... out of the file. So they get cut out of the file. I don't have to hear it. But I hear it. No, no. They're, they're in there. Night. They're, the ramblings are in there. The ramblings are in there. I'm not getting rid of those. Those are huge. This is this is this is a huge part of my growing process and f- trying to figure out how to make this fucking book into a show. It's you're not a showrunner. You're not the showrunner for Dune. I'm not the showrunner. I could be though. So uh, I want to touch on this conversation that they have uh, once Duke Leto forgives Sufir and he calls in the rest of the, the rest of his team. We got a couple new calls got, in HR. Calls in HR. Well, we got Gurney. We got we got Bad Dad, Badass Dad, and then we got Thufir, who is Robot Dad, and then we got Duke, who is uh, Regular Dad, and yep. then uh, and then we get like I don't know. I think there's like five or six red shirts in there. Yui's don't not really there, though, right? No, Yui's back in the palace, and he's just kind of uh, brooding. He's just holding a voodoo doll of Duke Leto and just stabbing it with pins. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he was doing that for Duke Leto. Probably Baron Harkonnen, Harkonnen, um, because he likes know. Duke Leto. I don't he know. He just hates the he just hates the fact that he likes them so much. Have you ever liked somebody so much that you hate them for it? I mean, it's kind of how I feel about myself. I'm with you, man. All right, well, myself. Dune, everyone. <laughs> Thank you for chapter twelve. We'll catch you tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, the bulk of this conversation that, uh, that they, that they're having at this point revolves around how they are going to kind of take control of Arrakis and with the equipment that they have and how much is going to cost to run and repair this equipment and what kind of profits are they're going to see 
running, just getting thing up to speed. Because when the Harkonnens left, they left everything in shit repair. Like oh, yeah. all the ornithopters. You know what ornithopters are? It's a type of uh, lizard, I think. It's like a raptor. You know, I, 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 I don't think you're wrong. Yeah, <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> Uh, I thought they were like wrapped. I thought they were lizards that they rode around. No, they're they are uh, they're more like helicopters. But a fun fact about uh, ornithopters is that they they do have a living like creature inside of them, kind of like a uh, a mollusk. like a lizard, more like a bug than anything else. But that's Did I'm taking mollusk? this information. Yeah, like a mollusk. Mm, okay. I'm taking this information from the other podcast that I listened to uh, about Dune mythology and in, uh, in the universe of Dune called Gom Jabbar. If you guys haven't checked that podcast out, if you if you guys really want a very thorough understanding of the lore of Dune, check those guys out because they do a phenomenal job and they they really know how to put on a show. Oh my god, they know what they're doing. Oh wow. Anyways, Gom Jabbar. So. Gom Jabbar, everybody. Um, and that's, I think I got that from them, is that these uh, ornithopters actually have like a living creature inside of it in case in a certain situation where... Because uh, the they hate flight... computers and they hate machines. So if there it doesn't go. work, then the little bug lizard inside takes over. Boom! You got it. Yep, yep, yep. X, Y, Z right there, Steve. So, it's um, like... Uh... What was that movie where the girl crawled inside the alien that was alive and like piloted with her feet or something? High School Musical 2. Mm, I don't think it was that one. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Um, flew into, got inside an alien and piloted it with her feet. Battlestar Galactica? It was no, Battlestar that Galactica. Sound right. That doesn't sound right. Well, I'm uh, run with it. I and our listeners know that it was Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, <laughs> it was. I, I was trying to. I was trying to think of a joke to follow up with that, but I couldn't think of anything fast enough. Anyway, it was. It was a Cylon going. ship because the Cylon ships are like sentient and alive, and they're all like organic, gooey. On the inside. Oh shit! You're gets right. In, yeah. Starbuck gets in it. Starbuck gets in it. Hooks her legs, totally her feet right. all up to the tendrils and stuff. I, I was thinking of Avatar or something. I mean, Avatar is kind of the same thing. I did say it? movie, and I mean it's not. So, ah, I watch whenever I watch Battlestar, I watch it in one sitting. So it is. So it's like a movie. Yeah. One long sitting. It takes yeah. a week. <laughs> 64 <laughs> hours later. Um, so like I said, the Harkonnens uh, broke basically everything before they left. They were a big old child about it. Um, but that doesn't mean that they don't have things to work with. The, we got some of the numbers that they have on some of the ships and, uh, um, uh, tools that they have and it's still like a fuck ton they have like a thousand ornithopters or uh tons of sand crawlers i think it was like five thousand sand crawlers or something like that carry-alls like they had a couple hundred carry-alls say that again steve oh nothing i said uh like a jawa <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it just cut it off <laughs> all right um so like they have a fuck ton of tools, but it's definitely not enough. I don't even know how big the planet is. is it, do you think there's anything 
do you, have you caught anything when you're reading about how big the planet is? Because I, no, I get I the no feeling idea. that it. I don't even really know what's. I still don't even really know what's on the planet other than sand. There's like a couple Fremen uh, tribes, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's probably sand mines or something where they mine sand. Uh, yeah. Worms. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I'm still figuring it. There's a, a big cat. Is this a big castle? They live in a big dune sand castle. Arakeen, uh, Castle Arakeen, or something like that. Yeah. Palace or whatever. It's yeah. It's basically a giant sand castle. You're, yeah. Yep. It's there's not there's not much any. It's not any more to it. Um. What's also revealed in this conversation is that the Harkonnens have also stole a fuck ton of money from uh. It's called. They're called Solaris. Now I'm not entirely sure what Solaris is. Maybe it's just like the legal tender of the universe at in this point of time in the it's the dollar it's the dollar or the uh or but when i was looking it up i was like what the hell is a solaris and a solaris is like future tender it's like it's like debt you know but they stole credit they stole this yeah it's like credit yeah yeah, it's like credit sorry uh they stole like billions of this uh credit uh to kind of fuck over the atreides again in terms of what they can produce uh as the as the the dune spice producers of the of the universe so it fucks them over quite a bit yeah um sure does how there's a there's another conversation here i can't remember exactly how it plays out something about smugglers uh they realize that there were there are people in on Dune that are tr- smuggling spice out, but instead of like turning, instead of like trying to think of the right words, instead of uh, capturing them, killing them and doing everything bad to them. Instead, the Duke decides to do a, like, why don't you pay a tribute to a, to the Duke and continue on with your business. And then the, the Duke is able to claim this tribute as part of his taxes that he pays to the emperor. So he gets like a credit benefit, something like that. I don't exactly Exhilarating know. stuff. Everyone tax benefits. Here's the thing. I don't know if I should be covering that shit. How much do, how much do people want to know about that? I don't know. Am I, are I'm we the people? Just, I don't even want to know about it. Are we the people that should be covering that? Essentially what it comes down to at this conversation is that, the the Atreides family needs to figure out what they what to do next to harvest uh, sand and gain power on Dune, and the Duke is trying to figure out what that power is. His quote, the quote unquote desert power on a Caladan. Yes, the desert power. Yeah, on Caladan. It says like we had power of air on Caladan, or we had power of water. Here yeah. we have the power of sand, sand power, dun, sand dun, power, dun, baby. Dun, 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 dun. Um, and on top of that, it's revealed that well, not really revealed. The Duke knows that the the Harkonnens are coming, and that the Sark Sardaukar are coming, the Emperor's forces. He he is well up to the games here. So as far as we know, as a reader. The Atreides is pretty much up to date to the plans of what the Harkonnens had in Chapter Two, 
and how they reeled everything out. At this point, yeah. But how much time has passed since chapter two, you know? Uh, I think it's got to be, it's got, it must have been a couple months. Yeah. Maybe a month. That much, yeah. A couple weeks. I guess. Cu- cu- There's been all this preparation and traveling and establishing on Dune. Yeah. It's a, it's a whole thing. Now let's get into my favorite part of this chapter is when we meet, we finally meet Duncan, Idaho, and we also get to meet my favorite Fremen, Stilgar. Duncan Idaho comes in and he's uh, he gives a report to uh, Duke Leto that he has that he and a group of Fremen that he was with found a Harkonnen troop who were disguised that disguised themselves as Fremen and were trying to escape the planet. They will they were able to uh, attack him, ambush him, or maybe it was the other way around. The Harkonnens uh, ambushed them. Can't really remember. Either way. Duke, uh, Duncan Idaho, and his friend and crew slice and dice that Harkonnen troop, and uh, yeah, they killed them. I thought you were saying that they that it was the other way around, but yeah, they killed the shit out of them. They killed the shit out of them, uh, but unfortunately, another Fremen on Duncan's crew passed away. And yeah, or got in, his head cut off. Depends on how you look at it. Yeah, one way or another. Uh. So Duncan was able to retrieve his his Chris knife, and he was about to sh- he 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 shows it to uh, Duncan or the Duke. Big mistake. He's like, I've got I've got this I've got this very important valuable tool. Oh, I know what happened. Ah, the Harkonnens were trying to smuggle a knife, this Chris knife, off planet. And this because we've already talked about how much a Chris knife is like a religious artifact for the Fremen. That is yeah. no that is a no go thing. They attacked the Fremen that got the knife back. And now Duncan is going to take it to his Duke to show like, this is what we did. Um, yeah, and to show him the item print- that changes everything. Once you look at it. Yeah. Um, and I think it was almost to show it as a gift uh, to Duncan or to the Duke. Like the Dun- Duncan doesn't know, right? Or does he? I think he, uh, he must, if he didn't know, he should have known because he's been with the Fremen for however long. Right. And okay, yeah, but it makes sense if he would know. Yeah, it would make sense if he would know. But he almost like opens he he almost unsheaths it in front of the duke, and that's where Stilgar comes in. He's like, "Stop it! Don't, Don't unsheath do that. that blade. That is a if you, if you do that, then I gotta kill you. I <laughs> pretty much gotta kill I mean, me. <laughs> I know it's complicated, but like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd, I'd have to kill you. Yeah, if you I got I have to kill you if you look at it. And I I love this introduction to both uh, Duncan and Stilgar, particularly Stilgar, um, because Stilgar is so mysterious. Uh, You don't really know where his true intentions lie, and he's this almost dark, foreboding character, um, very loyal. In the the act of uh, of this conversation, they strike a deal, the Duke and Stilgar. And what happens is that they allow Duncan to serve both allegiances to serve the Fremen and the Atreides at the same time. And that D- Duncan will be able to keep the blade as a gift of Question their the dual. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's a gift. You <laughs> hang on to that. Don't achieve it. I don't want to see it. I want to see it. Or I'll, get, or I'll kill you. It's getting a little double dip. Uh, 
uh and that pretty much wraps up with that that part of the the chapter i i love that part of the chapter i just oh yeah it's awesome. i think my when it comes to any book anytime you get a great character introduction or like just any character introduction i'm just all for it i'm like, all about I, both these guys they're both better yeah. than like everyone so far sorry paul yeah well uh gurney's Wait, still good gurney's cool i like gurney a lot gurney's gurney's, gurney's drunk uncle you know He's constantly saying phrases. And that's another thing through this entire chapter. He's con he doesn't respond to anything. He just responds with a quote. Like from some book he read. Yeah, you know, he's like, what do you think? Yeah, he's like, what do you think about Gurney? As an answer. And everyone's like, this is great, I guess. <laughs> Gurney, what do you think we should do with the Harkonnen uh rendezvous over at CH Tabur? Well, the sand were with the water. And the waves. And <laughs> you're like, awesome. Yeah, thanks for the thanks for the input Perfect. there, bud. Yeah. That, helped, um, that was help really helpful. <laughs> the chapter wraps up with the final plan that the uh, the Duke has, which is to repair their equipment, the ornithopters, the sand crawlers, the carryalls. Uh, and that is to invade a bunch of these old bases. Um, that were left over from the botanical period, quote unquote. That's what they say in the book. Um, for parts, they're going to raid these things. However, before they're able to do that, they have to go speak to this man named Dr. Kynes. Now, there's rumor in the desert that there's this other person named Liette. Who... Which means that there is. Yeah, but they don't know for sure, but... Liet, what they're planning to do could piss off Liet. I think that's what they're alluding to. That it will. That it will. <laughs> uh, so the next thing that they're going to do is they're going to talk to Doctor Kynes, who is the judge of the uh, judge of He's the change, the judge of change. Bars. Mm. You know they're healthy. So good. <laughs> Not <in> honey. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Doctor Kynes is the judge of the change or judge of change, and that is basically the. Um, He's essentially the, what's the financial term? He's a tax guy, I guess. He does taxes. Oh boy. <laughs> no, he's he's just he just <clears throat> observes that the transfer of power goes goes smoothly. He makes sure that because his allegiance is to the emperor, it's not to the Atreides or the Harkonnens. It's to make Got sure it. that the Atreides. Smoothly transition over. Yeah, uh, like an Emperor. ambassador type guy. Um, so they need to talk to him to see if they can go raid those former bases for parts. And yeah, even uh, though they probably will anyways. Yeah, I I don't think I don't think the Duke has time for permission at this point. No. He's got too a lot of things sand, to worry about. Too much heat. Taxes. Oh yeah, too, sand, way too many taxes. Heat, way too many taxes. Sand um, tax. One thing that I skipped over here is that the is during the convert the strategy meeting i guess do fear how it mentions that they were trying to get funding from the spacing guild to put a weather satellite up above arrakis and the person that they were talking to the spacing guild representative made it clear to through fear how it that no matter the money that they had a weather satellite would be too expensive for them which is a long-winded saying 
long-winded way of saying fuck you you're not getting that and we don't care about it. i would say it's pretty short-winded <laughs> but you know it depends on how you look at it i guess i mean i did say that i if i probably count the words or characters in there you know one way's what am i saying what am i saying steve what is anyone really saying i'm holding you know? a fake pen to pretend that i'm more professional see professional you is that, yeah, professional. What is that? It's a fake pen. It's a pen for like uh, uh, like this drawing tablet thing. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. It's called a it stylus, William. That is a stylus. stylus. Wow. All right. Well, on that note, everyone, we've we today we've you know we've had a real trip through uh, taxes and you know. Uh, and we've 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 ended, and we've learned what us with what a stylus is. So that's where can it I, comes. Can that's, I, that's, that's what you get here. Can, can I say chapter something? Here? Chapter. Uh, no. I I I love Dune. I do. But going through it in this slow format has made me realize that this is really boring. This is really boring. It's not boring. <laughs> it's well. Don't tell me that it's boring. Like I'm. Why am I defending this? I'm only I'm only on chapter twelve. <laughs> I, I don't know. Some of them are boring. I don't know what to tell you guys. But I'm in, I'm in it. I'm getting sand. I still got sand in my shorts. I got sand in my boots. Uh, and I know you all have sand in your boots. And if you want it cleaned out, then come back tomorrow because <laughs> we will do that for you. When we get to chapter thirteen of Doom.